0: Money in the Bank takeaways, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I had high hopes for this pay per view. It is, I said before this pay per view started, it is the fifth biggest pay per view, if you ask me, outside of your, your big four. And I think Money in the Bank is right there with them because it's always exciting because the Money in the Bank matches. And you got the title matches on there as well. Nobody makes for a good pay per view. And you know, I was not. Slated to be negative about this pay-per-view by the time we got to the men's money in the bank match I was at the point to where I didn't think it was great But I didn't think it was bad either. I'm a simple person All I ask for is that you don't waste my time on pay-per-views and I watched this and by the Time we got to the main event. I was like, you know what? I'm watching the WWE pay-per-view and I don't feel like they've wasted my time for once so I was ready to give them an applause, but we got to the match, and we're about to hop into this thing right now. Periscope, is, feel free to follow me. YouTubers, feel free to subscribe. You can find me on Twitter at OMGCorby and at 2 We got to this match, and oh my goodness. My first takeaway is from excitement to disappointment. Man, what a match this was it was exciting it was great the match broke down early like they didn't even waste any time they were into it early and there were so many spots in this match that were just that was just awesome andretti taking orton down it looked like orton was trying to climb the ladder of success to that briefcase that happened early in the match there were so many spots the andretti sunset flip from the top of the ladder on balor through another ladder, not through another ladder, but on another ladder. Finn Balor bounces off of it like a pogo stick, and the crowd just lost it. It was a six, one of the more six spots of the entire year. I feel bad for Balor, man. Like, all these guys took so much punishment in this match. Ali hit a, a Salida, Salida del Sol on Andretti from near the top of the ladder. A Corbin choke slam on Ali through the table. So many spots in this match that I was impressed with. And I watched this. It was 8 o'clock my time. Pay-per-views normally start at 6 o'clock for me. Well, I always started 6 o'clock for me. So I was two hours behind. I ended up finishing this at midnight or so. So it was a long night, but... This match was exciting, man, what kept me woken up and so many great spots and we get down to the end and I'm so excited, you know, I'm so invested into the match and I identified two guys before this match, Drew McIntyre and Ali. Those were the guys that I was like, okay, these are the most likely guys to win. I threw in Baron Corbin as well because I said, you know what? I wouldn't put it past WWE. But Drew McIntyre and Ali for the most part. So Ali, at the end of the match, he's climbing up. And I'm like, oh, man, Ali is going to do it. This is going to be a phenomenal story. You know, he got his spot taken away by Kofi. You know, that worked out phenomenally. But Ali deserves something. He deserves the money. Banking would be great for him. And then Brock Lesnar's music hits. And I'm like... You gotta be kidding me. You know, when Brock's music hits, you you, you know it's over. You know what's about to happen. He comes down, he dumps Ali off the ladder, and Brock Lesnar wins the Money in the Bank briefcase. He wins the match. And I'm just sitting there like, what are you doing, WWE? Like, is Brock Lesnar that important to you? There are so many things wrong with that man winning that briefcase, man. So, all of those guys killed themselves in that match. Just a phenomenal match. One of the this money in the bank matches I've ever seen. Ricochet had spots in that match as well. I just stopped writing down the spots at one point because I didn't want to fill this review with so many spots. But... Brock Lesnar wins. All those guys killed themselves for Brock Lesnar to walk in and do nothing and win. Like, it makes it makes a little bit of sense because he wants his rematch, but there was another way to get to that. All you had to do was have angry Brock come in, you know, storm up, say, I want my rematch with Seth Rollins. Then, bam, there you go. You got Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins in a rematch. But here's the thing. You took away a spot from a deserving person. Everybody in this match could have benefited from being Mr. Money in the Bank. Nearly everybody is young outside of Randy Orton. Or younger as it pertains to when they debuted on the roster. And these guys could have benefited from Because the Money in the Bank briefcase itself, the whole deal, is a fantastic concept. I got to give WWE that. You know, the guy can carry the briefcase around, he can have a lot of momentum, even though, you know, they tend to treat the money in the bank briefcase winners badly, he at least has that going for him. And at any time, he can have that big moment that so many guys and gals have had that takes them over the top. At least in the moment. It depends on what you do afterwards. You know, as to how far they climb up as far as their momentum goes. But they have that moment. Ali could have benefited from that. He could have carried that around. A lot of guys could have benefited from that. Drew McIntyre could have benefited from that. Can you name me A big win. And Drew McIntyre has like a legitimate, huge, huge win that he has throughout this current run in WWE. I can't name one off the top of my head. I'm talking about a legitimate, huge win, like at a pay-per-view, a huge win, a singles win. He needed this, this more than just about anybody in this matchup. He could have used that, uh, Money Bank is really a heel's thing, so he could have used that as a heel, it would have been great for him, he's great on the making he a legitimate win. He could have used it, anybody, everybody could have used it, even Barrett Corbin, I would have hated it, but at least I could have put planted some type of logic behind it, it gives him heel heat. Okay, I can get with that, even though I, I wouldn't have liked it. When you put it on Brock Lesnar, it does nothing for nobody. Like Brock Lesnar doesn't need the briefcase, he doesn't need that momentum. He's Brock Lesnar, he's gonna get his rematch regardless. He's gonna be in the hunt regardless, whether we like it or not. And I see a lot of people trying to justify the fact that Brock Lesnar won, like from the standpoint of people are saying, like, well, the ratings was down, so you know, they had to get Brock back in there. Like, no. Here's my thing man, here's what upsets me, as it pertains to ratings, and I think this was WWE's chess move to AEW, We Double or Nothing coming up, they're like, okay, we're gonna do something big, we're gonna have Brock Lesnar win, like, here's the thing man, all you have to do is empower your roster, WWE has some of the best talent in the world, if not the best talent in the world. Put them in phenomenal positions. Like give them a, a, incredible storylines. Tell them to just go out there and tear down the house. If you wanted to have some type of touch move to AEW, just have those guys, tell those guys in the main event, go tear down the house. And they were tearing down the house. That crowd was invested into those guys. Highly invested into those guys. And the crowd, I you know, for the most of the night, they were kind of dead for the most of the night. But that match, they were highly invested. And all you had to do was give a deserving guy that that win. Drew McIntyre, Ali, let them pull off the win. Even Ricochet, I would have I loved that. Or Andrade, let him pull off the win. Like one of those guys. And the crowd would have lost it for either of those guys because they would have been deserving and it would have given them... Great momentum going for but Brock Lesnar picks up the victory. Is this what you have for AEW? Is this your quote-unquote answer for them to turn to the past? Like, I'm not here to say that AEW is this big company because, I mean, they just started up. We'll see how it turns out. But rely on your roster. Don't go back to part-time Brock Lesnar. Or don't go back to the past Undertaker versus Goldberg. We don't need that, man. As much as I love, I love Undertaker, I love Goldberg. We don't need the pass to carry us. As far as the potential WWE, you have a talented enough roster. And that takes me off the most because those guys are well-deserving and they are very talented. So I'm going to try to move on here. We're going to go to Kofi Kingston and... Uh, Kevin Owens and my takeaway from that match was that it was very entertaining, but it was in a bad place. Had bad placement. It came right after AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. I'm going to get into that. So the crowd was really dead for most of this match because AJ Styles and Seth Rollins put on a virtuoso. They tore it down, they burned it down. And it was phenomenal, but I'm gonna get into that Kofi and Kevin Owens the action was really good. I enjoyed it. Ah, Kofi Kevin Owens frog splash to the floor. I enjoyed that. That was some nice uh, spots in this match as well the Kofi dive from the top rope to the outside uh, Only to eat a Kevin Owens super kick that was nice as well, but the problem with this match is that I had it set in my mind that Kofi was gonna win, and I never really bought Kevin Owens like near falls. The pop-up power mom, okay, that was a nice near fall, but I never really bought into it because Kofi just won the title. You know, you can't take the title off of him. So I had you know problems buying into Kevin Owens' offense from the standpoint of does he have a legitimate chance to win. But as for the action overall, I enjoyed it. I didn't understand why Kevin Owens was pulling off Kofi Kingston's shoes. That was weird. But Kofi would go on to pick up the win. I think it was the I know it's the right result. You know, sometimes you can't help that. You gotta put on a match. You know, you can't help that. Kevin Owens is not a he's a credible challenger, but not from a believability standpoint that he will win us pretty much do about that outside of putting on an excellent match and they did put on an excellent match that i really really enjoyed my next takeaway is that the best versus the beast slayer rock what a phenomenal match this was no pun intended uh it got started off started off a little bit slow but i was watching this match and i was like okay it's starting off so but this is gonna pick up these guys are too phenomenal for it not to pick up So many great spots outside of this match when AJ Styles was about to Styles Clash, Seth Rollins on either the apron or the floor, I was like, oh my goodness, he is not about to do this. And he didn't do it, but the crowd, you can hear the crowd buzzing for that. They got into it for that. There were many spots in this match that I loved, except the multiple suicide dives got the crowd involved as well. The deadlift buckle bomb that was very impressive what goes underrated about Seth Rollins he's very athletic you know the crowd loves him but that guy is strong he is a strong guy for his size and that gets rarely put into play but you see it when you see Seth Rollins deadlift AJ Styles like it's nothing and throw him into the corner that was very impressive to me I love that that led to a nice frog splash as well, which got a near fall. Uh, the springboard reverse DDT by AJ Styles. I love that as well. He pulls that off very greatly. But the spot of the match, the spot of the year, you know why you're here. You know why I'm talking about this match. The spot, like I have not seen many things like this in my wrestling fandom. Uh however many years, 30, 30 years, 29 years, however long I've been watching it. Uh, Seth Rollins' curb, st- curb stomp into a Styles Clash Reversal. It was phenomenal and got an excellent near fall. The crowd lost it on that. Like, there are some spots that you can see coming. Like, say when AJ Styles is facing off with Randy Orton, you're thinking, okay, a 450 into a a uh, uh, Randy Orton RKO would be phenomenal. You, you can see that coming. But I cannot imagine that curb Curbstump Styles Class Reversal in my wildest dreams. I think it eclipsed the curb Curbstump RKO Reversal that Randy Orton and Seth Rollins pulled off at that WrestleMania. It eclipsed that. It was a phenomenal spot. Seth Rollins would go on to pick up the victory. The right call there. You no, know, Seth Rollins just got the title. I enjoyed that. It was a phenomenal match. Great result. Ah, uh, just phenomenal. Moving on, our next takeaway, Elias Squash. Not much to talk about in this match. Elias takes a guitar to the back of Roman Reigns, he goes out and he berates the crowd, dust, the normal Elias things. But Roman comes back and he picks up a squash match over Elias, like, this was a good time. I knew Roman was winning, but this was a good time to have Elias pick up the victory here. A surprise victory, but, LOL Roman wins, I don't have a problem with Roman at all. I don't have a problem with him winning, it's just that, at least make Elias look competitive in this match, I would have liked that. But, you know, that goes all out the window. So, moving on, we're gonna go to Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. And what I have here is a weird finish. That's my takeaway. Becky Lynch played the face and Peril role in this Lacey Evans matchup. Lacey Evans pretty much had control for most of the match. And it was a good match. And, but the thing that killed it here was boy what a strange finish what were these referees on last night Becky Lynch is rolled up for like a 10 count and like the I guess the referee's vision is like cut off and he can't see whether Becky Lynch's shoulders are down and like he flips over to look at uh, Becky Lynch's shoulders and it's like, what is going on man? And eventually Becky Lynch counters uh, into the submission and she picks up the victory and it's like, man, what is happening with these referees? What a bad finish that was. And out of nowhere, Charlotte Flair's music hits and my next takeaway is madness. I'm gonna group all this into one. Charlotte Flair was on the attack early I expected this to be one of the better matches on the card, but it wasn't because it was part of a bigger angle. Not much went on in this match. It wasn't really a great match at all, if you ask me. You know, the only thing you really had going for it was Charlotte Flair immediately came out, so that heightened everyone's senses. So everybody was involved into the match, including the crowd. So... Eventually, Lacey Evans comes down, she hits the woman's right, and Charlotte freaking Flair picks up the victory, of course. And we even had a bad ref finish on that as well, which led to Charlotte picking up the victory. I was like, what are the refs on? What is going on here, man? But Charlotte and... Lacey Evans is on a beatdown of Becky Lynch, and the crowd is chanting, "We are Bailey, Bailey, or we want Bailey, or something like that." You're thinking, "Okay, what's gonna happen here?" They're prolonging it for a long time, and Bailey's music hits. She comes down, she lays out Charlotte, and the crowd, man, it—they are just going insane, bro, and. It was a great moment. Bailey's just standing there. The announcers are quiet, and she's just standing there. The announcers are quiet. She picks it up. She cashes in on Charlotte, and she picks up the victory. Bailey is the champion, and what a phenomenal moment! Finally, something good happens to Bailey. Thank God. And I don't know if it's a slight at, at Sasha Banks or not, but I mean, I don't even care. Bailey picked up the victory, she's the champion. What a phenomenal moment that was. So we're gonna move on into the rest of the card. And we're gonna mo- move on into the Cruiserweight Championship matchup, Tony Nese versus Aria Davari. And a meh match is what I have listed here. And it got up to a slow start. You know, and it, the, the action itself wasn't really bad, but the crowd wasn't really invested toward, uh, until towards the end of the match. Nice hit a tope, and he hit a nice 450, which woke the crowd up for a near fall. Davari hit a sweet clothesline, which got a near fall as well, but Tony Nish would go on to pick up the victory. Here's the problem. Now, these Cruiserweight matches cannot start off slow. You got to be back to the WCW Cruiserweight matches where they had a fast pace from the get-go, and that's what this Cruiserweight match needed. Not many people watch 205 Live, so I can understand the crowd, they don't, they're not really invested into the characters they can't really boo Devari that much because they're not really invested into him can't really get into tony Nish because they're not really invested the way to get the crowd invested is a fast start right out of the gate and i hope they the next time they're on pay-per-view they start with a fast start with the next match so moving on into the next takeaway really really we got shane mcmahon versus the and Why are we putting up with Shane McMahon? First of all, Shane McMahon and his horrible offense, they had Shane McMahon take control of the match for the most part right at the beginning, and the crowd was just out of it. I don't blame them here, because I can't get into Shane McMahon's offense. Like, I I can't do it. I can't do it, man. He throws these horrible punches, and it's just hard to watch. And even watching it live has to be horrible, man. And that's why the crowd started chanting boring, boring, man. And we even had a spot in the match where Shane got the, the rope break. And they previously said, okay, the, you can't break the ropes in a cage match. And it's like, what is the ref? No, the refs was just on something today. I know they got yelled at when they went to the back. My goodness, man. Ah, uh, and towards the end of the match, I'm like, just get it over with, man. So the Miz and Shane is climbing up, and Shane is on the outside, and I'm like, Shane better not win this match. And the Miz pulls Shane's shirt off, and Shane wins the dog-on match. And I'm just sitting there like, what are we doing here? Why is Shane winning here? Why does this feud has to go on? Like, I, I- Ah, oh, that made me want to pull out my hair, man. The remaining bits of my hair, I wanted to pull it out. So, moving on, man. <laughs> Get Shane out of here, man. Get him out of here. Let the fans move on to something else. Moving on. My next second is surprise. Tomorrow, Joe versus Rey Mysterio. And a surprise finish. Rey Mysterio cuts a Joe open. And he hit a senton on him. Seated senton. Next thing you know, Joe is busted open and I think they called an audible in this match Ray went on to Hit a runner and he got the victory over Joe in like a minute. It was like whoa What happened there? Like I didn't even have the time to get ready for the match and the match is over. So obviously Samoa Joe laid the beat down on Ray Mysterio and We'll see if the feud will continue from here, but a short finish there Obviously, they called an audible. So moving to the women's money in the break match, this was phenomenal, man. And the, the, the takeaway I have from that was a great start to the pay-per-view. We had some clunky spots here and there, but I enjoyed this match from the most part. Naomi had some great spots. I should jumped off of a couple of ladders. I enjoyed that. Uh, we had Dana. Brooks swinging from the briefcase. That was a great spot. The crowd was involved on that. On that, the spot of the match for me was the top, ah, uh, not top rope, but an eclipse from the top of the ladder uh, from Ember Moon. It was phenomenal when she did that. The crowd went insane and. We had some good storytelling in this match. Carmella got knocked out early. Then Carmella comes back. It's like, okay, Carmella wants revenge. And Sonia DeVille came out of nowhere. And it's looking like, okay, Sonia DeVille is gonna help Mandy Rose to victory. And Bayley, this was a phenomenal moment. Bayley runs up the ladder, breaks out of the ladder match rules, runs up the ladder. And just stares Mandy Rose and Sonny Deville build in the face. Knocks him off the off the ladder. Bailey picks up the victory. Should go on, obviously, as I mentioned, to win the championship. The crowd lost it for Bailey. I lost it for Bailey because I'm just that invested into Bailey. I see that she is a crown jewel no pun intended to the pay-per-view last year to the women's division. And she just wasn't getting used properly. And I wanted the best for her. I wanted to win. the wanted her to win this match. She was my pick to win. And she did win. Thank goodness. It was a phenomenal start to the pay-per-view. So that is my takeaways to the, to the pay-per-view. Extra stuff that happened throughout the pay-per-view. Obviously, Sami Zayn got taken out. We'll see what happens with Braun Strowman. Ah, uh, the Lucha House Party got destroyed by Lars Sullivan. Like, ah, uh, I'm not really into Lars Sullivan. <sighs> I'll give it a chance to see how it plays out once he uh, gets a legitimate feud. We'll see. And Mick Foley will be introducing a new championship on Raw. Like, I don't know what that's about. Uh, it's like a question like, do they add another mid-card title like i don't i don't really think they need to do that can't add another world title because the world title is the world title can't add more tag championships i don't know what it's gonna be we'll see i guess we have to tune in to find out so let me know what you thought of money in the bank like i was always told that a bad ending can ruin even a great movie and I thought this was a good pay-per-view when it's good and bad. But I thought the good outweighed the bad heading into the main event. And throughout the main event, I was like, okay, yeah, I can I can rock with this pay-per-view. And then Brock Lesnar got that briefcase. And that's when I soured on this entire pay-per-view. Because it was a bad ending. It left a bad taste in your mouth. So, I didn't like it. Just that ending really left a bad taste in my mouth. Let me know your thoughts. Whether that's in the YouTube comments or on Periscope or on Twitter. At OMG Corby or at 2SweetPOD. That's the number 2 Sweet P-O-D.